1: You are going to want to get your notepad out, and we're going to answer some of your most pressing questions when it comes to gold and silver and the actual tangible process of acquiring it with double Ph.D., Dr. Dr. Kirk
0: Elliott. I I love these Q&A times because we're really good at talking about the why. Yeah. But so now we're going to talk about the how. Well, right. we we get these yeah we get these questions a lot, and people you know
1: when they come up at events they're asking, well, how does this actually work? And for some reason, it seems like uh, you know, kind of pulling up to mentally mentally pulling up to the building to you know transfer fake money into a tangible asset seems like there's a giant speed bump in front of it that makes people kind of intimidated. It seems like exotic or kind of hard to understand, or what would I do, or how does that actually process? And and People don't even know like, is actually real silver? Do I get like a you know a, a grill from like T Pain or you know what actually is the process here with gold and silver and how do I get it?
0: Yeah, so it's real easy. So we what we do is is this is the whole process. We'll take it from A to Z really quick, right? So let's just say they they hear us talking on on flyover and they say, oh, I got to call Doctor Doctor and and talk to his team. We map out a strategy for success, right? Of You've got maybe assets in your brokerage account. You've got these IRAs, these, these other, maybe an old 401k, something like that. So then my team actually, after you say, yeah, let's do something, Kirk, we want to protect. So we will actually help you with the paperwork, right? We'll fill out the the information on an IRA rollover transfer form. You have to sign it. They're e-sign documents, right? But real easy. It takes like 15 minutes. So then we, we handle everything. We'll, we'll send it over to the IRA custodian, the old one to transfer the money over. Or if it's a non IRA, it's actually even simpler. It's, we'll send you an email with the wiring instructions. You either wire us the funds or cut us a personal check. Then once the funds get here, whether it's an IRA or just a non IRA, we let you know. It's like, Hey, client your funds showed up now let's talk about the allocation let's reconfirm that to make sure no minds have changed or anything like that right so so let's just say somebody sent in fifty thousand dollars or just use we're making up a story here, right so that i i want i want uh two thousand ounce bars at the depository and I want the remaining $6,000 in one ounce round sent to my home to protect me for, uh, you know, wh- the wheels fall off the economy. And we want, right. we want something for barter. Right. So, so answer
1: that can't... about the depository real quick, or maybe we can come back to the depository. So we'll explain kind of what that is. That's not like your bank. It's not a part of that institution. It's also not a part of the government either. You know, right. it's a, it's its own entity. We can come back to that if you want. But when he says depository, you know, you picture like a a marble building with stone pillars and what is it? And, you know, who's got it? And is that, could Biden grab that or anything else? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a separate entity in and of itself that has its own protections.
0: It does. It's not a bank. It's not a government institution. It's a private company that this one was established like 40 something years ago. The one that we use now, not all depositories are created equal. There's like 80 of them probably in America that you could choose from. Most of them have, um joint ownership on the account meaning you own the assets that they're storing for you but so do they which means they can oversell it over and over and over again right and it's like that's not safe because when you want to go back in a capitalization event lock in your profits you know we buy low and sell high well unless you're the first guy or gal in line it might not be there for you right because they've oversold it and they put you on a waiting list that's not safe the one that we use, singularity of ownership. Nobody has a right or a claim to the underlying asset other than you, right? And in fact, in your IRA, you have to sign this written investment direction for them to even put their paws on it, right? They can't move it, they can't touch it without your permission. See, to me, that's safe. The depository view it as like if you've ever watched a James Bond movie and Goldfinger, and there's this big vault, it's a big room full of gold and silver, right? That's what it is, right? It's just this big, huge, ultra-secure vault. Where they're storing your metals, right? And so they have a billion dollars of liability coverage on the account at the one that we use. But here's the thing: I've known the owner of the depository for, for I don't know, quarter of a century. It's patriot like we are, right? Which is cool. I love that. I like to work with people of like mind, right? So, so that's the depository in a nutshell. People always say, "Well, is it safe? And the government going to confiscate stuff? You know, is aren't they just going to go in and raid it?" Here, here's the thing the government is not going to care about 2% of the population that owns gold and 0.9% that owns silver. If they're going to confiscate, I'm not saying that they won't, they're not a benevolent organization, the government, but, but they've already tipped their hat as to how they do confiscations. They did it in Venezuela, Argentina, Cyprus, and Greece. They do a bail-in tax. It's with the stroke of a pen. They'll say, oh, You used to have 100 grand in your bank account, David. Tomorrow you're going to have 90,000. We're doing a 10% bail in tax. Stroke of a pen, easy. But that way, brokerage accounts, savings accounts, checking accounts, that's what 98% of the population has. That's what they will focus on if the government needs money. So it's enough about the depository because let's say you're getting stuff at home. These are physical things. It's not a. It's not a. uh, Like this this is a one ounce round, it's
1: a real thing you yep. know that that again and also want to make sure you hit uh you're buying ounces you know again at, at live events i come up to people and they've bought they bought silver for $60 or $70 an ounce because it had a story to it it was some collectible or some odd thing i bought a coin one time it's got a picture of trump on it it's pretty cool i know i've even seen elvis coins those are kind of cool but you when you go to sell it the thing that you're going to want is ounces
0: you are. Don't be snookered into a story. I mean, because really you're going to get ripped off. You're, 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 you. W- I've been doing this for 27 years. I've never seen somebody ever recover from high premium storied coins ever. I mean, just a few weeks ago, there was somebody that was on the phone with them and they bought an ultra rare silver coin from, I don't know, the late 1800s and paid over $700 an ounce for it. <laughs> Silver's like 18 bucks an ounce. It's like, oh my word, you didn't but they did. Here's the thing. They will never recover from that ever. So the key
1: to, well, then, then you by, get into the same thing as like, it, it's not at the end of the world to buy a store of value, buy a Babe Ruth card or, you know, something like that, that probably is better than, than cash. It, it's, it's rare. So it'll be worth something. But then you, it, if the stuff hits the fan and you're like trying to convert something into something else, or you want to, you got to find a market for it. And who you knows, who knows when it. that will ever appear again. It might be your descendants that'll have a market for it. Hey, there you go. There's a coin for you.
0: I Don't want that. I cool, <laughs> but no. It's, that's act, it's
1: it, a it's a that's a hybrid between uh, President Trump and Ivan Drago. Yes, <laughs> and it's it probably is. worth less per ounce than than this
0: one. <laughs> it is. I guarantee you, it is. Um, so, so here here we go. Um, what what we want to do is maximize the number of ounces that we get. Am I saying don't buy that old historical stuff? It's like if you're a collector and you never want to sell it, sure. If you just want to put them in a presentation case on your wall, you don't care about making a profit because you're a collector. Well, then fine. But for an investor, don't ever buy that stuff. That's what we deal with is investment grade gold and silver because we want to buy low. We want to sell high. We want to get out of a trend when the time is right and keep growing your portfolio. If you're a collector, never plan on selling it then buy stuff like that. And also buy the spoon collection for your grandma's wall or the symbols sure. that are hanging out while their plate collection. Right. It's, I would view that old stuff as is that right. Um, not as a good investment. So when you call in and we're, we're allocating it, we're saying, do you want some of this at home? Do you, it has to be shipped or stored somewhere because it's a physical thing. It's not a piece of paper. It's not an ETF. It's not a mining share. It's not any of that. So we would ship it to your home. You store it where you store it. Everybody's different. Some people have a safe, a gun safe, store it in their crawl space, do whatever needs to be done. Sorry, we have dogs in the office because we are a big family. And uh, <laughs> well, you, know, you, you got to protect them. your silver,
1: too. That's probably your, your uh, guard dog protection guard happening there.
0: Dog. So, so we, we've got – you can store it at home. Some people say, Kirk, you have no idea the neighborhood we live in. <laughs> I wouldn't want even one ounce of gold at my house. I've got to store it at the depository, and I've got some that say, I don't trust anybody to put their mitts on my stuff. I'm going to keep it at home. There isn't a wrong answer, right? It's all logistics. It's all what you feel comfortable with. Half of the equation is peace of mind. So once you send the funds, we go over the allocation, we ship it to you. Now, in an IRA, you can't take delivery of it. Because if you took delivery of it out of your IRA, it's a taxable distribution. It has to be stored for you in an IRA, and it is stored at that depository that we're talking about. All right, last question. Commissions. Uh, you're you're not
1: the, the Red Cross. You guys are a business. And also, there's a there's a process. Like this coin, you, you know, you talk about getting as many ounces as you can. If you just had a, a blob of silver that wasn't refined or minted into something like to put it into this or put it in a, you know, 10 ounces, is a little cheaper. A thousand ounces is, is, is a little cheaper. A hundred ounces is cheaper, put on the blocks of it. There's a, there's a commission when people buy, but you don't have one in the back end. I talked to a guy in Pennsylvania this weekend, a great guy. He kind of looked like George Lucas. I told him that he goes, I get that quite a bit. He looked like George Lucas, a great guy. He goes, he goes, the best thing about working with Dr. Kirk, he goes, they're betting on us. They don't have a commission when I sell. What's the difference? Because there's people that do, they charge you a commission when you get back out of it.
0: There is, and a commission on the back. And this is what most people don't actually look at. And it's actually the most important thing, right? So, so this is how we're different. When you purchase metals from us, 8% cost of ownership when you buy, no fees for assets under management or for our time, never have, never will. And when you liquidate, it's 0%. So, if you invested 100 grand and it turns into a million, still 0%, right? That You get all of it. Whatever the depository pays on the day that you want to sell, you get all of that. We take nothing. Now, norm in the industry, the norm is a commission when you buy a commission, when you sell very transactionally based, right? So what is the average range? Well, in, when you purchase, the range can range anywhere from like a 4% commission to 25%. That's That's a large range can't believe 25% of people are in business but yet they are they're yeah. out there but then when you liquidate it's it's on average 6 to 10% somewhere in that ballpark
1: which so, means if you if you bought these at $20 an ounce and it goes to 100 that's a big win right but you're paying commission on that $80 an ounce
0: gain yeah so so let's just take a really quick example we'll use a number we'll use 100,000 investment cuz it's easy math so for, let's go with a low cost provider in, in the industry four thousand. So you pay four thousand when you bought it. That's four percent of a hundred thousand. And let's just say six percent. You know, look even a low end sell commission. Well, that's six thousand when you sell. If the price of silver didn't change, let's just say tomorrow you needed to sell it. The price didn't change. That's ten percent. Four percent plus plus six percent is ten yeah. percent. Say that that doubled. Let's say your hundred thousand turned into two hundred thousand. You still paid four thousand up front because you bought it at a hundred thousand but now two hundred thousand times six percent that's now twelve grand if it triples you go to 18 grand if it quadruples that's twenty four thousand right a commission on the back end is huge where with, with us same hundred thousand eight thousand when you purchase it zero when you liquidate what if it goes to two hundred thousand still zero what if it grows to a million still zero right so that's where fundamentally. Our pricing structure is different because our firm believes in people over profit. It is your investment. You invested into something to get the appreciation out of it. I want you to get a hundred percent of that appreciation. That's why we don't take anything. Plus, <laughs> I don't have any really fixed costs for marketing. Um, it's expensive to be on Fox and Friends or Levin or hand Right. You're in. That's yeah. right. They don't have
1: those guys on because they
0: like them. Now they have them because they pay tens of yeah. thousands of dollars for a thirty-second ad, right? So, so I don't have that. I now I, I I revenue share with show hosts, right? That we're on, but that's only if something is sold. I, I and I get to go on shows for free <laughs> because I've got two PhDs, right? It's it's blood, sweat, and tears yeah. over the decades, and and now everybody gets to benefit from that, and it's not knocking the other companies. It's their business model. If I couldn't go on TV for free. I would have to have that business model as well, I'm sure. But yeah. I don't. And so I don't have to charge so, on the back end
1: benefits the people. So, uh you guys go to flavorgold.com, there's a, there's a uh it's a, it's just a landing page uh to get you to uh, uh where you need to be. You can fill out your information, put your name, phone number, they'll reach out to you, set up a time that's convenient for you. In the meantime, there's videos you can watch there, there's some PDF downloads that you can get from that site. Begin your educational process. Knowledge is power. And 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 these these key points we talked about here. Don't buy collectible stories. Don't buy, you know, if if you're looking for investments. Um, don't pay commissions on the back end when you sell. Know what you're getting. And also, don't be intimidated. If it's an IRA, they'll walk you through these processes, what can be done what can't be done. And also, don't think you have to have $100,000 in order to make a trade. Many people start with $1,000, $500, 1500 $2,000, these kind of things. And then they're like, that was pretty simple. Maybe next, I could do a little bit more. Maybe I got this thing over here I could sell. I got this hot tub we don't use anymore, whatever I'm selling it. People are making good decisions right now. I've talked to several people that have, have things sitting around that are not used, and they're getting rid of it and turning it into silver uh, because it's an incremental process. Start preparing a, a boat to get yourself out of the crazy times that we're in. Dr. Kurt, thank you for your time. Thanks for thanks for being a guy that people can trust, honestly. Uh, everybody always comes back like,